Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday. Lots to talk about. Let's bring it. Wrap up the wrap up the week. In high-intensity fashion, blazing five an hour from now, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Joe Flacco, America's team, Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I'm sitting there, you and I were watching that last night. They're on their fourth quarterback. You know, we talk about coach of the year stuff. Stefanski's on his fourth quarterback. Good division. Amazing story. They could still be the number one seed. Well, let's not go over. I'm not okay. saying they're going to, but if you're going to, if you're going to, I'm not an awards guy. But today I would say Stefanski coach of the year. I'm with you. They're 100%. missing linemen, running backs, Cooper. It's unbelievable. Boy, what Robert doing. Sala's defense did a great job against Flacco last <laughs> night, huh? Really shut him down. Well, let's talk about this. For the first time in years, there's no pressure on a Cleveland Browns quarterback. And this is what it looks like with this roster. Fun competitive, collaborative, grown-ups, all in one direction. Cleveland's had a very good roster for years, but Baker came in, he was young, chutzpah, cocky, little immature. And then Deshaun Watson enters, weird baggage, coaching carousel. Uh Uh-uh. Today, Cleveland, today, great young GM Andrew Barry, great young offensive coach, and that matters, Kevin Stefanski, excellent players, and an adult at quarterback with no baggage. This is what it looks like. And Stefanski's doing it. They're missing linemen, running back, Amari Cooper, fourth quarterback. This guy, Stefanski and Flacco, it works. And this offense is undeniably better with Joe Flacco starting than Deshaun Watson. Sorry if it hurts your feelings. But in five starts, 
Just five. Flacco's got 13 touchdown passes. Over two years, Deshaun Watson in uh, uh, 12 starts has won more than that. The offense is better with Flacco. Big arm, sees the field better, grown up, not weird, no baggage. Coach isn't the problem. Stefanski's never been the problem. The people criticizing him don't get it. And those who don't get it, don't get that, don't get it. Stefanski's never been the problem. Um, And it shouldn't be lost. Last night, Cleveland's on their fourth quarterback, missing several starters. Offense is rolling. The Jets on a backup with a defensive coach. Mess again. Shouldn't be lost. It's happening all over the league. When you get a quarterback disruption, the offensive coaches can handle it. The defensive coaches and teams spiral. Of course, there's a controversy looming. It's the Cleveland Browns, after all. What do you do if Flacco gets them to the AFC championship? What do you do? Well, thanks, Joe. It's been fun. The team loves him. The coaches clearly trust him. He's doing it without starters. What do you do? What do you do with Watson and Flacco? I don't know, but here's what I do know. In this moment in December, soon to be January, maybe playing until February, this is a viable AFC championship team with a young, really, really bright offensive coach with an excellent roster again and with a quarterback who's a grown-up with no baggage having the time of his life. Cleveland's real, real grown-up at coach and quarterback. It's not a shot at Baker. He's a kid. Deshaun Watson, not my guy. But this is what Cleveland should be looking like. This is what this coach can deliver. This GM, this roster, these players, they're good. They're really good players all over it, even missing players. They're at a different level than many teams in the NFL. Tip of the cap to Flacco, and here's the coach after. And what this team has showed time and time again is that I will fight my off for my teammate. And I appreciate that, fellas. Okay? That's what makes great teams. Okay? This second season that we're going into, there's going to be a bunch of great teams. That's what it is. But the team I see in here is a connected football team that will not be denied for the brother next to you. Okay? That's the truth. We still we still have work to do. We got work to do, but I'm telling you, fellas, you earned it tonight. You earned it. You took care of business, and you earned it. I'm proud of you guys. Team on three. One, two, three. And this can't be lost. In 2023, NFL quarterbacks are tall. Some are thin. Some are stout. Some are short. Some move. Some don't. But one thing in common with the quarterbacks that win consistently, no baggage, Not weird, grown-ups, adults. Cleveland finally has one at quarterback, and this is what you get. Russell Wilson's post-Seahawk career has been interesting, hasn't it? I was thinking about this last night. It's been complicated. So Michael Jordan's wizard years, (laughs) little bumpy, didn't affect his legacy. That... Odd year, ugly year, Favre with the Jets. Didn't really affect his football legacy. Shaq, bouncing around the NBA last several years. has had no impact on his legacy. Hall of Fame level, 
guys. Russell Wilson's Seattle legacy is very complicated. There was a while there. We were all watching, thinking, is this what quarterback's going to look like going forward? Have to move. Intuitive, impulsive, quick, raindrop throws. New information. When he had the top defense and the top run game, Seattle rolled. And then they started using a phrase, let Russ cook. And the team became more Russ-centric, and they won a lot less. Even in the two seasons, Russ got to a Super Bowl. Those two seasons, with the number one run game, a Hall of Fame-level coach and a great defense, 13 times in two years, Russ threw for under 200 yards. In two years, 13 times. And again, once they let Russ cook, the food wasn't as good. So Russ wanted respect and moved to Denver to open up his own restaurant. Two words, kitchen nightmare. It failed. That's the reality. This Bronco debacle absolutely tarnishes his legacy. It has crystallized the truth that he is a good quarterback, sometimes very good, but with an all-time coach, an all-time running back, and an all-time defense. He's good to very good. It doesn't help his legacy that Seattle, and I think they'll beat Pittsburgh this weekend, will make the playoffs for the second straight year in a tough division with a combination of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Yeah. I have been a huge Russ guy. Still thought earlier this year he was playing pretty well. But I've always leaned on a saying, and I believe it more than ever today. New data, I have to reassess my opinion. I don't get locked into anything other than my wife and kids. New information, new data, time to reassess. And with Russell Wilson, I don't think there's much of a market going forward. I think there is a bigger market for Justin Fields, who I'm not sure can quarterback consistently and win than Russell Wilson. Albert Breer talked about this yesterday. Well, he has the same problem that Cam Newton and Tim Tebow had. Can you imagine him as a backup, Colin? You can envision Kirk Cousins going somewhere as he gets older and becoming a backup or becoming a bridge quarterback. It's a lot harder to do that with Russell Wilson because everything he brings with him, his celebrity, all of the different things, the history. Um, you know, I just it's hard to figure where his fit is going to be. It's not even finding an individual team. It's finding a particular circumstance that he would fit into at this point. At another layer, Sean Payton's one with everybody. Taysom Hill, more athlete than quarterback. And he's bailing on Russell Wilson and the contract, even though it will be punitive for multiple years in Denver. He'll have to overcome him. He'd rather have him out and pay for him than have him in and pay for him. The let Russ cook thing didn't really work. The new kitchen was a nightmare. Peyton moving off him, not exactly a big market. Russ has to be reflective here. I'm not a fan of anything outside of my kids and wife forever. You got to look in the mirror. And I don't see a market. Denver's basically saying we'd rather take the cap hit without him here with Jarrett Stidham. And so I do think legacies get very complicated. And I'm not sure there's ever been a quarterback with a more complicated one, about 60% through his career, than Russell Wilson. 
Um, J-Mac, I'm watching that game with you last night, and it, it, it's, I'm not going to just keep beating on it, but it, it is um, Sala's demeanor on the sideline. Um, they don't look like a happy bunch. Uh, almost uh, there's a resolve that this is what we are, a mess. They've been given the thumbs up from ownership, GM and coach Aaron Rodgers. It is, um, it is really just a muted, sad, sort of lifeless franchise. Yeah. Remember we were beating up on Mekhi Becton earlier this year and Jets fans would inundate me. He's playing well. He's really hanging in there. Best, worst left tackle in the league. I mean, nobody's given up more sacks in the league. He's, I think, second most in penalties. May have passed it last night with all the, all the offsides and delay. I mean, it was just a disaster. And you, Joe Douglas is the GM. He's staying, right? Yes. Yeah. Must have been really tough for him not to call Joe Flacco after Aaron Rodgers went down. Flacco was in the building last year, Colin. They just were like, ah, who needs Joe Flacco? We got Trevor Simeon. Well, you know what? And it's interesting. It, it's interesting about this. You know, we work in the, the media business, and one of the things I've always felt – a responsibility of you know any executive in any place I've worked I've worked local ESPN Fox one of the things is to be able to spot talent and because it'll pass through your doors in football in tech it'll pass through your doors all the time and that's why a job is to spot and go that works that works that works it is an indictment that Joe Flacco in Cleveland looks excellent and the Jets forget signing him up just let him walk through the facility. So the question is, does this group, Saul and Joe Douglas, do they have the vision? Yeah. So we can make fun of Cleveland through the years. Cleveland had the vision. Okay, and that's a lot of running a franchise or running a network or running a podcast. It's the vision because not everything's obvious. You yeah. have to see talent that just needs support, uh, that needs a good coworker, that needs a good this, that. The fact is Cleveland had vision. That tells me the GM and the coach are the right guys. The GM and the coach in New York, nah, didn't see it. Yeah. It's not like Flacco's playing okay. This is the best Cleveland's been. I mean, this is a legitimate AFC championship team. They never were with Watson. They never were with Baker. This team's a legitimate. And what you watched last night was missing five offensive pieces. One of them, Amari Cooper, yeah. who's having a great year. Uh, Colin, you know, end of the year, a lot of companies do the reviews where yeah. they bring people in and they tell them, how'd yeah. you do, blah, blah, blah. Uh. I just, I, I can't believe that Woody Johnson would say last week, we're keeping our guys, we're, we're going to go next tour next year. Because if you bring in Joe Douglas, Joe, did you call Joe Flacco? Like when Aaron Rodgers went down, who did you call? Why didn't you call Flacco? Hey, we knew Mekhi Becton coming in was going to struggle. Here, what, what was the game plan? Like, Here's another question, I, I just, and I'm not blaming anybody, but the franchise in New York, you bring Aaron in, with his prickly demeanor, and everybody's walking on eggshells. Maybe those guys wanted Flacco and didn't want to offend Aaron. I'm not saying I have inside knowledge. That's, that's fair. But when you give a franchise to an aging quarterback who has a history of being sensitive, maybe they wanted Flacco and just felt like, Ugh. they wanted Cousins. They wanted, would it bother Aaron? I'm just asking the question because if Flacco is this good and he was in your building, it's either an indictment on your GM and coach or an indictment on the relationship with Aaron because he's not just okay. Flacco is sitting back there throwing darts. He, the team is totally galvanized with him. You think part of the Jets are wondering, hey, if he goes on another darkness retreat and says, I'm out, I'm done, sorry, I'm retiring. He's you not think, doing it. You think the Jets would not be happy? Uh, uh, like, would they be thrilled or would they be like, oh, we're in trouble? I mean, they were in trouble either way. Well, the, a healthy Aaron should make them viable. 
I'm just saying, somebody here needs to look in the mirror. It's either the GM who can't spot talent, the coach who didn't have the vision, or a quarterback who's put everybody on edge and may smile for the cameras, but everybody's terrified to upset him. Because Joe Flacco's not just a guy now. He's playing great football. It's like a Nick Foles-type run with the, Remember the Eagles? And, and the, to watch the team. They love him. Yeah. He's barking at receivers. Like, you know, they, make, they run a wrong route, and Flacco's out there barking, and he's like, that's what leadership looks like. Okay, it's a real grown-up. It's a real Cleveland team. They're weird. I, I will say this is one of the more improbable weird runs, but you watch them, and you're like, you know, they got dudes. I hope they go into Kansas City week one of the playoffs. Oh, I, I, Kansas that's City it. would be in big trouble. That, well, that's I a mean, real team. People are betting the Bengals now this week against Kansas City. Come through the seven. Jake Browning. I mean. <laughs> I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's me. When you download the app, takes about a minute. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Cowboys at home minus six against Detroit. I like Detroit, but they're hot and cold. Never as good on the road. Cowboys have to get good and get right. I'll take them to win by a touchdown. Steelers plus three and a half at Seattle. Let's be honest about the Seahawks. They've been outplayed and won the last two weeks. I'll take the hook at three and a half Pittsburgh. Broncos minus five hosting the Chargers. Listen, it's the season. Russell Wilson may get moved out of town. If he plays poorly again, I get a coaching and a quarterback edge at home. Broncos minus five. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is heard when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. So we're getting set for Michigan-Bama on Monday, Texas-Washington. Uh, late afternoon games, can't wait. So Jeff Howard, the athletic fine writer, been on this show before, talking about Jim Harbaugh, who has been very centered on Michigan-Alabama. The only way Jim knows is to be focused on what's happening presently. But there's a line in this story at The Athletic that said Harbaugh has a reputation for having contentious relationships with front office personnel. So team owners must balance the entire equation while determining whether he's right for the job. He's a well-respected coach, said a source, but he's won everywhere. But what comes with it? Well, here's my question. Do you want to win or just win on your terms? Because the latter usually doesn't win big. That's the way sports works. If you got to get along and everybody plays nice and don't drink glasses of milk with steak, Jim, it's awkward. He's not your guy. But all football, baseball, basketball geniuses can be confrontational. It's up to you. Can you handle it? Yeah, Jim's quirky. Since when is that bad? Everybody loves Mike McDaniel. He's quirky and winning. I mean, that's what he is more than anything. He's quirky. Belichick's been a grumpy, confrontational butt for 25 years. He's got six rings. You okay with that? A lot of people benefited from those. Bill Parcells often battled ownership over personnel. Phil Jackson, issues with Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, Jerry Krause in Chicago. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what happens. Winners at the highest level in any industry have standards. Sorry if we just don't want to win your way and make sure everybody's comfortable. Yes. Yeah, Jim is different, totally focused. I've had multiple coaches be on staffs of Jim Harbaugh. They always said the same thing. He is the most football-obsessed human being you've ever met. Everything's confrontation. And because he's ultimately confident, he's going to look at Trent Balky, the GM in San Francisco, and say, yeah, I'm going to make the call here. Well, he has greater resume than Trent Baalke, whose Jags are reeling, right? So my takeaway is when you look at these great disruptive people and the people they've often had confrontations with, isn't it interesting how the people they've had confrontations with end up often being average, not doing much, slightly better than average. Parcells wasn't. Phil Jackson wasn't. By the way, Kobe and Shaq battled teammates. Great people do that. They've got really, really high standards. Do you want to win or do you just want to win on your terms and be comfortable? Because that generally never hoists a trophy. It's just, it, it's by the way, LeBron and Spolstra 
It's the one coach that pushed back on LeBron. That's it. It was the one coach that would not kowtow to LeBron. He was tough on LeBron. And Pat Riley let him know, I'm not getting rid of Spolstra. The best coach LeBron's ever had. And the hardest on him and the most skirmishes and discomfort. Still wish LeBron wouldn't have left. Nothing against the Lakers or Cleveland. And I like the story of going to Cleveland. But again, can you handle discomfort? Great is uncomfortable. Usually. Almost always. Do you want to win? Or do you want to win on your terms? Because one of those ends up holding up a trophy. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I kind of like that uh, little rant from you. Phil, it thought, it thought about Phil Jackson. Remember how he'd hand out books and Shaq and Kobe would be like, what, what, what is this? What you Remember out? watching that MJ documentary? No. Oh. There was contentious relationships and battles throughout. Now, Phil's got the personality and the zen to, uh, to psychological uh, acumen to deal with it. That was never easy. It was often confrontational. He was confrontational initially with MJ. Shoot less. Trust more. He was confrontational with Jerry Krause. He was confrontational with Rodman. Like, that was a bumpy, turbulent ride that got six rings in two different, yeah. three, twice in two different teams. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if you're a big Broadway guy, but MJ, have you heard about that? The Michael Jackson uh, Broadway show? I've we just it. saw it a couple weeks ago. My kids don't know that much about Michael Jackson. And they kept leaning to me and being like, Dad, this guy's weird. What is this guy's deal? I was like, listen, quirky genius, man. Michael Jackson, music-wise, yes. came up with some wild stuff. Um, but it was it worked. Uh, let's start with Brock Purdy coming off the worst game of his young career. Four interceptions prompted some tweets from Cowherd during the game. I'm sure you guys remember that. Uh, 49ers <laughs> are in a great bounce-back spot this week against Washington. On the road, though, here's Purdy discussing his approach coming into this weekend's game. It's just not being in the right state of mind, you know, as a quarterback, um, you know, having the aggressive trigger to, you know, make the throw, the big play, um, but also shoot, dude, you don't want to turn the ball over again. Um, it's just a, it's a sucky state of mind to be in. Every play has a life of its own. You have to take it one play at a time and not try to win the game by a couple of big plays. Um, and when I'm thinking like that, I just wasn't in the right state of mind, you know, towards the end when we're trying to get back into it. So, um, that, that's the learning experience. You know who was in the right state of mind? MVP Lamar Jackson. From the very first snap, right state of mind. We're not we're not going to do the MVP thing, are we, today? <laughs> no. You know, some, somebody pointed out to me that Lamar, four games under 60% completions this year. Mm. He's not leading the league. In any, I mean, his stats, mm-hmm. he stats. hasn't been amazing. Stats. Like, stats. he's had better seasons. No, he's, no, no, no. I watched the games. He looks pretty amazing. Hey, he's good. He's very Blew good. out Detroit. Blew out the Niners. Blew out Seattle. Oh, by the way, have I asked you, what happens if Baltimore loses at home to Miami? Let's say Miami wins. They could. It's going to be a very good game. I'm not, I'm not putting it in the blazing five because I think it's going to be such a fun game to watch. I don't want any emotional bag. I just okay. want to watch the game. Well, Lamar, I, I love, I'm not going to hear Lamar MVP if they lose to Miami at home. I'm not going to hear that, right? Depends on how he plays. Oh, my goodness. You He's got of nine it. of his 12 wins. Nine of his 12 against winning teams. Dak can't beat winning teams. Tua just got one. Nine of his 12 wins winning teams. Kind of contextualize that a tad. Interesting. Okay. Let's move on to another struggling quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Listen, they've been held under 20 points or fewer in eight of their 15 games. This is not the dominant Chiefs team we saw a few years ago. 
Two games left to the playoffs. Mahomes knows they are running out of time to correct these mistakes. You have to be critical with yourself. You have to be true to what's on the film and what's happening. Um, I think a lot of people will make excuses, and, and that's why they don't take that next step or become better because of it. Um, but you got to see the film. I mean, you look at the film, you made a lot of mistakes that you can't make in this league if you want to have success, and you have to learn from them and get better from them. Hmm. They'll be fine. Oh, really? They just won't be great this year. They'll be fine. What is fine? Define fine. Win a playoff game. We're fine. I believe Mahomes has been to the AFC title game or Super Bowl every year he's been around. Well, you're not that's obviously not gonna happen forever. You're gonna if your down years are yeah, we won our division and went to a playoff and won a game. That's a fine year. Is you it? don't have don't to know. go to the Super Bowl every I don't know. You year. start looking around, you're like, all right, we don't have any receivers. Travis Kelsey's looking washed, by the way. Um I think he's gonna have a big game this week. Did you listen to his podcast at all? I know you don't, you have a lot of you're on I'm a lot of I'm very aware of that podcast. Yeah, he had some uh he had some comments about the Bengals passing on him in the draft back in oh, the day. Oh, yeah. He went to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And I looked at his numbers historically versus the Bengals. Yeah, very this good. This feels like a good bounce-back spot for Kelsey <laughs> uh, this weekend. Just, you know, I want to give you guys some gambling crumbs. Final story. How about this in the NBA last night? Celtics were down 21 to the Pistons, who have lost a billion games in a row. And Boston rallies to win in overtime. Uh, Porzingis was amazing in this game. He's had uh, a good year. He has been excellent. Thank goodness he's still healthy. Monty Williams. Poor Monty Williams, man. You know, we like him a lot. Great guy. He's been through a lot of adversity off the court. Um, got a huge contract in the offseason, and he he looks like a beaten man. Here he is talking after the game. And as bad as they hurt right now, I hurt for them. But I told them if, if we bring that kind of grit and toughness and execution, you know, minus the turnovers, we're not just going to win one game. We're going to put something together. And it doesn't matter what people say. We don't have to shut people up. We just have to continue to, to get better and grind and, and produce or put something on the floor that's productive that our fans can be happy about. I'm locked in on NFL, and I'm actually dabbling in bowl games. We hit Arizona yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to start betting on the Pistons every night. Because, I mean, listen, they're going to be putting max efforts in to Let, all these Let's games. talk about the Celtics. When I said this at the beginning of the year. If Porzingis is your fourth best player, and there are nights he's their second best player, that's a championship Wait, level team. Oh, Drew Holiday, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Boston is. Let me tell you something. This Porzingis thing, people acted like it was a throw-in. Porzingis was the first unicorn. Yeah. He was the first seven-three guy. You're like, he can put it on the floor. Yeah. He can shoot. He just. You can't be a one he, no, or a no, two. It, he's. I don't think his personality is that of a one, but production-wise. He's absolutely a really good two in this league. And by the way, as a four for Boston, yeah. that's what championship looks and like. So I've been trying to sell you this on Zach Levine, dude. He's not a oh. one or a two. He goes to the Lakers and is their fourth dude. He is going to be lights behind. AD, LeBron, and who else? Austin Reeves. He's coming off the bench. Just don't Austin worry. Reeves it's is coming off the bench. Not starts two finishes. But listen, this reminds me a lot of me and my <laughs> men's league, right? I recruit a stacked team. I'm like the fifth best guy on the court. No, I've heard you're about seven. You can't be the seventh best guy on the court when there's only five. I'm not the best guy on the team, obviously. But I'm great in that role. There's no yeah. pressure. I'm hitting open threes, oh, playing defense. Like Porzingis fits great here. Um, you couldn't defend that tree uh, on my set. Okay. So, break. hey, do you want to, uh, for fun, should the entire audience bet Pistons money line against Toronto this weekend? I'm not betting it. You go ahead. Come on. It'll be fun. We can all root together for the Pistons to win and end the 28-game losing. I've never once thought I want to root for the Pistons together with my audience.
It's harsh, man. But I, well, I'm just being honest with you. Okay, J-Mac okay. with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So uh, uh, I was driving around yesterday. My head almost exploded. I was listening to Sports Talk Radio, don't even know the show, and a caller called in, and he was giving his uh, uh, thoughts on Caleb Williams at USC not going number one because he lost to Tulane. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, There's a story the Washington Commanders will move up. Very interested in Caleb Williams. He's going number one. I told you about Andrew Luck two years before he went one. Trevor Lawrence two years before he went number one. I told you a year ago, Caleb Williams is going number one. Not a single NFL GM is blaming him for USC's defense. Not one. Or the two-lane loss. If winning is all that mattered, Georgia quarterbacks would go number one and they go in the fourth round or go undrafted. If winning was all that mattered, why would C.J. Stroud be the best Ohio State quarterback? He can't even beat Michigan. Buckeye quarterbacks always beat Michigan. It's about 100% about traits. Not 99. It's 100% about traits. Power arm, hyper-athletic, mobile, accurate, tough, processes quickly, he's going number one. We do this annually. We picked apart Luck for two years. Remember they said his arm wasn't strong enough? But Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. I don't know. He's okay. Well, he's playing bad now, but uh, he's fine. Caleb Williams traits. I looked it up this morning. On NFL draft prospectus, his comps are Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. Yeah, I think I'm going to draft that. C.J. Stroud's been excellent. His comp was Jared Goff. So, Caleb Williams, the last two years, USC led the nation in scoring. Nobody's blaming him for USC's poor tackling, the loss to Tulane. GMs don't care. If it's about winning, every Florida quarterback under Steve Spurrier would have been a star. I watched Danny Werfel play. He couldn't. It's about traits. Tiny Johnny Manziel. I hear this about Caleb. Well, the ego. Tiny Johnny Manziel. Distracted, bit of a scammer, doesn't watch tape. Money sign guy, went first round. Tiny. Doesn't have the arm, the escapability, the talent. Went first round. People talk themselves into unique. And Manziel was unique. Caleb's uniquely great. He's going number one. Nobody's blaming him for USC's lousy defense the last couple of years. People don't care. Was Andrew Luck's Stanford defense great? I mean, using that, let's just let's just draft Georgia quarterbacks. J.J. McCarthy has to go one. I'm not even sure he's a first-round quarterback. Some like him. I don't get it. Be that as it may. Traits. 100% traits. Traits. All it is is traits. Head exploding. Two-lane game. Why don't we take some callers here on uh, what the Jets should do in the draft? (laughs) Let's not. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week 
While we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Sunday, the race for the NFL postseason is on Fox as Matthew Stafford and the Rams continue their push for the playoffs against the Giants or the Seahawks. Try to keep their hopes alive as they host the Steelers. Check for the game in your area only on Fox. Uh, Rams-Giants is going to be a lot closer than people think. That That's my early window surprisingly good watch. Watch the Rams-Giants game. Disagree. We'll talk about it in headlines. Seahawks-Steelers is an interesting game. I think people are overvaluing a win over Jake Browning. They Who were, didn't have Jamar Chase, by the way. I 
I don't understand. There's a couple lines this week I do not understand, and I don't understand the people betting Pittsburgh. I don't get this one. I don't get yeah, it. Like I, the line should be four, four and a half. Do people forget we got like a five year sample of Mason Rudolph not being a good quarterback. <laughs> like I know. People just it's recency bias. A couple She's, deep throws to Pickens, and now people want to back him on the road? All right. So the Jets got blown out, almost doubled last night, 37-20. to They looked inept, embarrassing penalties, didn't look particularly well coached. Sala was kind of spacing out during the game. Um, It was interesting. He got a vote of confidence this week, and after the game, he addressed the performance and his demeanor. You don't seem, I mean, maybe you're not conveying what you really feel inside, but you don't seem like particularly, like, angry or upset about it i'm wondering if you could just share like what's really churning inside of you now um i'm not i'm not quite sure on the question rich i'm uh you don't seem like do you want me me to throw the podium on the floor (laughs) (laughs) good answer um one of the things that makes the nfl great is that you can go from chaos to contender in a year Parcells did it in Miami as a GM. I mean, Houston, a mess, an embarrassing franchise, chaos. They're now viable. Right coach, couple of good picks, C.J. Stroud. You don't do that in baseball. The turnaround doesn't happen like that in baseball. It doesn't happen like that in the NBA. It just doesn't. Uh, It rarely, it usually takes a couple, two, three years in college basketball or college football, even if you have a great coach and a great brand. NFL, one win to ten happens. Um, Let's say, so let's be positive. Because I was having this discussion with J-Mac last night. So we were having a pop. If the Jets draft a left tackle, and this is a good left tackle draft for their first pick, and he's really good, and the top three guys are, and then with their second pick, that's in the third round, they get a really good number two receiver. I could think to myself, all right, I got Brees Hall's a stud. Garrett Wilson's awesome. Lazard now moves to a three where he's more than competent. I got a big-time left tackle, Austin Vera Tucker, a center they kind of like. And that defense, uh, that's pretty interesting. And Aaron Rodgers, that's pretty interesting. If they hit their first-round pick and their third-round pick, left tackle, weapon, wide receiver, tight end, and they hit. And by the way, Joe Douglas, out. you know, you take away the Mekhi Becton, Zach Wilson picks, and those are bad misses, but he's hit on a lot of picks. He's hit on about 85% of his picks. He just had bad whiffs, left tackle quarterback. But um, let me throw this out. It does make me wonder watching last night and watching the last several weeks. Aaron Rodgers is 40. The O-line stinks. The defense has regressed. The locker room's not tight. How do I know that? More 15-point blowouts. And they're tied in that hackett because of Aaron Rodgers. This season, the defense is worse. It's not going in the right direction. This locker room appears to be worse. They're getting blown out more. So Sala's locker room, not tight. Sala's defense, regressing. And by the way, I have supported him for years. But remember, Aaron Rodgers, it's very easy for Aaron to be on the sidelines and support Sala because these losses don't go on his ledger. None of this goes on Aaron's legacy. But what happens next year when Aaron's losing and it goes on both? Aaron gets snarky and prickly very quickly. He doesn't live in a world of sacrifice. Never married, no kids. It's about Aaron. And that's fine. 
Same with Durant. I'm okay with both. They're both Hall of Famers. But it's so easy to support somebody when it doesn't go on your legacy, when it doesn't go on your record, when it's framed as, I'm supporting that mess. What happens if you're knee-deep in that mess? This is a bad O-line. Even if they hit on left tackle, it's a bad O-line. Saul is a defensive coach. They're getting blown out more. Don't you think they get a better quarterback in New England? Miami's not getting worse, nor is Buffalo. Just saying. Uh, This idea, Aaron's going to solve all this stuff. Folks, you watched him last year in Green Bay. The Packers offense today is better today than it was a year ago when Aaron was there. You, You do get we've seen the best of Aaron. And Aaron's 40 off an Achilles surgery. Is it realistic for me to say, and I'm certainly not rooting for this because I felt terrible when he got hurt. You think he can play 17 games and not get banged up? He's now got an Achilles surgery, a couple collarbone major injuries. Dude's been hit before. He's now 40. You don't get healthier. You get older. Stuff breaks. Trust me. Hit my 50s, stuff breaks. Hit your 40s, stuff breaks too as a pro athlete. So when I watch this whole thing, I've supported Robert Sala, but I don't know. I look at it now, and I'm like, I I don't know. So I saw this yesterday, and it was interesting to watch the reaction. Bill O'Brien was the former offensive coordinator for Alabama. And apparently, when he was at Bama, he told the current Alabama quarterback, Jalen Milrow, quote, how would you feel if I told you you suck? He was not a fan. And Milrow went on to say, it's motivated me. Um, So first of all, shocker, another guy on Belichick's staff is outdated and grumpy. But I'm going to go the other way on this. This is actually a great thing for Jalen Milrow. Tom Brady was doubted over and over again, and so was Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, and it pissed them all off, and it became jet fuel. Drew Brees was doubted. Aaron Rodgers went to a junior college. He still has a chip. Dan Marino slid down to 27th in the first round. Jet fuel. Football is hard. The strongest men in the world are chasing you down and bearing you into the turf. The league, yes, should go all grass. They don't. It hurts all the time. Football practice is hard. A little skepticism, tears for a day, mean wins for years. It's okay. Coddled kids or soft kids. Milrow knows he's loved in Alabama. That throw against Auburn certainly helped. But it should be noted that Nick Saban benched him this year. And oh, by the way, Nick Saban benched Jalen Hurts at halftime. Jet fuel. There's always been a strange thing about quarterbacks at the professional level. You'd think it would be linear. You're a four- or five-star high school kid. You go to Ohio State, Bama, USC, Oklahoma, and then you're a star in the NFL. But yet it never works that way. Except Peyton Manning and maybe Elway. Big Ben, Ohio State, wasn't interested. Miami of Ohio. Josh Allen's dad had to send out tapes. Nobody was interested. Jalen Hurts was too small. Baker Mayfield had to transfer. Tom Brady was ignored. Russell had to leave NC State because the coach went with Mike Glennon. 
Dak Prescott fourth round, Joe Montana third round. You see a trend? You need to be ticked off, often humiliated, really mad, have critics and doubters. Football's hard. Quarterback's a really hard position. I looked at that quote and I thought, perfect. Just the kind of thing that'll motivate that young man to be great. Saban benching him. Bill O'Brien saying, do you know you suck? Yeah, it comes across as really harsh. Shocker. Another Belichick assistant's tone deaf and out of touch and grumpy. But this is the kind of stuff that stories are made of. All these quarterbacks in this league. Phillip Rivers. I mean, Eli Manning wins two Super Bowls. He was told his whole life, you're not as good as Peyton. You don't get to go to Tennessee. You can go to Ole Miss. You're not as good as your old man. Man, Archie was an athlete. Peyton had a better arm. Eli ended up with two Super Bowls and beat Brady and Belichick in both. Yes, it comes across as harsh and out of touch and tone deaf, but he was benched by Saban. And I watched him early in the year against Texas, and my thought was, he's not very good. But he got better. And my argument is, one of the reasons he got better, because he was mad, and he was embarrassed, and he was tired of it. And that's okay, too. He'll be fine. If he beats Michigan, nobody will care. But the reaction was, this is outrageous. No, it's not. It is called the quarterback position. Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dak, Joe Montana, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts. Somebody said that to him personally, or in most instances, said it about him privately. And they heard about it. It's okay. Jalen Milrow is going to be okay. He's going to be fine. As for the Patriots, <laughs> I mean, I said this yesterday. I don't like anything about them offensively. Their coaches, their scheme, their players, I don't like anything. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 